Thank you for tuning in at Ravenna Assembly of God. We hope you enjoy this message and are blessed from it. If you want to tune in to more messages, log on to RavennaAG.com and search under the Media tab. Thank you and God bless. Good Sunday morning to you. Welcome. Glad that you're able to be with us here this first Sunday of 2021. That's going to take me a while to get used to as far as, but, uh, excuse me, we are excited, looking forward, believing God for some incredible things this coming year. But first of all, to get started, we just want to welcome you. We believe in entering into this time with worship and praise, which invites God's presence and allows him to teach us and guide us. So this morning, again, we're glad that you're with us. We hope that you're with us next week and we're believing God that we can come together next week and be together in his house. Today, unfortunately, it's just online, but we'll settle for that. We're glad that God has given us this opportunity to be able to do this for such a time as this. So let's go to him in prayer to begin things this morning, shall we? Father, we thank you again for your goodness, for your blessings. Lord, we meditate, we think on those things which are above, and we are restored and renewed because of it, because we are reminded of who you are. And when we turn our eyes upon you, the things of this world grow strangely dim. It's not about denying anything, but about seeing them through your eyes, your potential, your limitlessness. I pray that you'll bless this day, bless this time. I pray that you will encourage, renew. God, that you will continue to cause us to look forward, not get stuck looking behind. As we ask it in your name, the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, join us in some worship as we just take time to lift up our hands and our heart and to praise and to worship him.
His name is above, his name is above depression. His name is above loneliness. Oh, his name is above disease. His name is above cancer. His name is above every other name.
just want to again uh, remind you and for those who don't know we want to continue to remember Marilyn Fisher and her family the Castiglione's in the loss of Marilyn's father uh, it's a tough time when you lose somebody this time of year I think it's tougher than normal in a lot of different ways even though losing somebody and coming to this point is not easy either so we want to continue to remember the Fisher and Castiglione family we want to continue to remember Brent Schultz, who many of you are aware that a couple days before 
Christmas, he suffered a severe stroke. He's in Cleveland University and uh, in critical shape, but uh, he's doing a little bit better, but again, it's just a tough time. Obviously, Kathy is not able to do what she would like to do and visitations and different things. That's starting to ease up a little bit, but it doesn't make it easy. So continue to remember, Brent, that God will just touch him, restore him, renew him, give doctors wisdom beyond their wisdom. And I'm sure many of you are already aware that we lost a, a good friend, a mentor, an influencer, somebody who impacted this house on many different levels. Phenomenal man of God in many different ways. Brother George Chepke uh, passed away the, with his Lord and Savior on Thursday, December the 21st, New Year's Eve. He uh, fought a hard battle. He had fought some difficult things. It's been rough the past year or two with him, but uh, continue to remember the Chepke family, especially Pat and the kids, that uh, they'll know strength and support, that they'll continue to be lifted up. We don't have any information on the services as of this date or at this point, but as soon as those become available to us later today, we will make you immediately aware of them, both uh, via email as well as on Facebook. So please keep in mind those needs as well. And Lord, as we come to you this morning, I want to thank you for your many blessings, for that which you've touched us in, in our, our lives. I pray that you will guide and direct this house. Lord, we need you now more than ever. It's so easy to slip into a position or a place or a status quo because we're just sort of living there. But I pray you will challenge us, equip us, touch us. Lord, we bring these needs before you right now with the Fisher and the Castiglione family that you'll reach down and, and bring them together and, and support and structure and love them this day. Lord, I pray that you be with Brent and impart healing virtue into his body. Restore him, renew him, lift him up. Give doctors wisdom beyond their wisdom. Let Brent know your presence in that room, I pray, even as we pray. And Lord, our hearts go out to the Chepke family. I pray that you will just touch them, minister to them, We've lost a good friend, I know, but that's temporary. There's gonna come a time when we're gonna see him again and know him in that relationship and friendship. And Lord, I even believe he'll have hair. <laughs> but I pray that you'll bless the Chepke family during this time and impart your mercy and grace to them as well. Lord, again, I just pray that you'll touch this service, touch this time, Guide us and direct us. Speak to our hearts this morning about the challenge of looking forward, not getting stuck in looking what's been or the past. But allow us this day to know your heart, to know your desire, and that you got great things in store for what's ahead. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. Well, again, we just want to say thank you for joining us here today. I uh, want to remind you of some things that are coming up in the very near future. Not much, but we'll continue 
to push forward. We're believing God to come back together on the 10th of January. So hopefully next Sunday, if not, we'll be letting you know immediately as soon as we take a look at things and make the right evaluation based on those things along with prayer and believing God. So we look forward to having you back in this house and in this place, joining together as one, worshiping him, getting back to live music as well as a word that God can bring us together around all at the same time. I, I, I so appreciate what we're able to do with, with the live stream and to know that we're able to reach into homes and to wherever you might be and still have service together, to minister together. But there's nothing that will ever measure up the way that coming together, not forsaking the assembling of each other, that, that that'll never be substituted in any way when we can come together and enjoy that fellowship and encourage each other and lift up each other in so many different ways. So again, hopefully be praying that next Sunday the 10th, we'll be gathering together in this house. We wanna also remind you that our Zoom meetings, our Wednesday night Zoom meetings will be starting back up this Wednesday. And with that, if you'd like to be a part of those services, we have a great time together. You can go to www.ravennaag.com and uh, go ahead and fill out the form there right on the beginning page. There's an area where you can click to uh, have a form come up, pop up. Just fill that out, press send, and it'll be, well, I don't know how it happens, but it's going to appear on Wendy's screen magically. And she'll make sure you get an invite to that night's service. So remember that, if you will, and God bless you. Um, something very important, and it's in the mess, it's in the commercials as well. But on Sunday, January sixteenth, that's going to be a special Sunday, as we observe not only communion but a special memorial service to remember those who we lost this past year. I, I know we haven't permanently lost them; we'll see them again. But at the same time. It's something that we want to do to encourage, remember, renew, and restore. For when we take a look at those lives that have impacted us, who've laid a foundation that we are able to continue on and go forward in, we just want to take a moment to thank God and to remember them as well. So please note that that'll be on the 16th of January. So. Here's a few more things to take a look at as far as what's going on, what's happening, and uh, we'll join back up right afterwards to get into God's Word. Amen. It's your breath 
This has been a long year. A year of uncertainty, struggle, pain. We've watched a virus take countless lives. People we knew, people we loved. Jobs have been lost. Businesses have shut down. And churches have been forced to close their doors. We've witnessed division on an unprecedented level. Cities filled with violence. Streets filled with protesters. And we felt the sting of racism. The deep heartache of hate. There have been times where it's been difficult to see the hand of God. But even in the darkest of moments, He has been there, faithful, present, powerful. As a new year begins, we stand on a simple truth. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They'll soar on wings as eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not grow faint. We don't know what this new year will hold, but we know that it's held by a God whose mercies are new every morning. This is where we place our trust. This is the truth on which we stand. This is our hope for the new year. Amen. All right. Well, this morning, I want to talk to you about what's ahead, about what I believe that God is trying to teach us before he teaches us. Okay. I know that probably doesn't make much sense, but it has to do with vision. We began this last week. This will be the last week that I spend on it, but <clears throat> I'm just wanting to share with you concerning about what's ahead. And you can't look ahead without having vision. And, and, and when we come back together, because we will come back together, it's going to be the question, what do we do? How, how do we start again? Uh, you know, what do you do? And, and, and are we just going to come together and we're going to look at each other and go, hey, hey, you know, but, uh, you know, it, where has it left us? That's a good question, I think, that needs to be answered throughout this entire last year with all the interruptions. And even though we were coming back together, there's a lot of people who still weren't coming back into the house. And I, I, I understand that completely and respect that. I, I have no problem with that. But I think the thing that I have to ask is, where has that left us? Where has that left me? Where has that left you? And, and so I want to talk about a couple of things here this morning that revolve around vision and looking forward, casting that and understanding what it takes to build vision. So I'd like to take us back to a man that's found in the Old Testament, very prominent, interesting man. His name was Nehemiah, Nehemiah. And I wanna pick this up in chapter two of Nehemiah, beginning with verse four. And it says, the king said to me, what 
is it you want? Wow. Then I prayed to the God of heaven, and I answered the king. Now, let me just stop right there and, and say right from the beginning, this has to do with clarity. Clarity is a huge word. Assumption is not a good word. It's not a good action. We want to understand and we want to be on the same page. And what we have here is, is Nehemiah establishing a statement that we could understand by the word clarity. The first thing with vision is knowing what you want. The king was the most powerful person in the world at that time. And you might as well realize that he had incredible resources to back up Nehemiah. But Nehemiah could not be confused and assume that he would have the backing of the king. Now, he had to answer that question. What is it that you want? Hello. I, I mean, there's a lot of people that have a lot of great ideas and a lot of different uh, inspirations, but there's no substance behind what they're asking or what they're wanting. It's, it's coming back to what is it that you want? What is, the, what is it that you're looking at, that, that, that you're wanting to do? Because when it comes to vision, nothing puts heaven's resources on hold like confusion. God does not sponsor confusion, my friend. He, he, he's about clarity himself. He's not going to muddy the waters. If he doesn't want you to know, he's not going to tell you, just like with Abraham, and, and taking him to a place that he didn't even know where he was going, but he knew God was leading him. So let's go on. Let's take a look at verse 12 there in Nehemiah. He said, I had not told anyone what God had put in my heart to do for Jerusalem. I, I don't know if you'll do this with me. I hope you'll do it with me. But sitting in your home right now, say, say this with me. In my heart, God has put a vision. In my heart, God has put a vision. There, I believe, is a heaven-inspired vision in all of our hearts. I don't care who you are. I don't care what level you're at. I don't care what you have or don't have or how old you are or not old. <laughs> but the end result is I believe that there's a heaven, heavenly inspired vision in all of our hearts and nothing can take that away from us. I don't care how, no amount of mess ups or mix ups can take that away from us. This heavenly inspired vision it, it honestly it might not even be obvious to you but i can tell you it's there many times we don't know it as a as much of a vision as we do a desire in our hearts as well and it's something that can be easily overlooked it can get buried in debris of our life's experiences and what's going on with us it can be drowned out by other voices all sorts of different voices coming from all sorts of different places. And I can tell you to count on it, that vision is never in shallow waters. It's like always out there. And well, But say it with me again. In my heart, God has put a vision. In my heart, 
God has put a vision. In Proverbs 20, it says, The purpose of a man's heart are deep waters, but a man of understanding draws them out. When, when you clarify the vision and, and move it forward, it will be a contribution to something bigger than your own self. And, and I'm referencing, you know, the case of Nehemiah. Look, let me tell you something about vision. It's not an occupation. An occupation might help you achieve it. It's not a goal, but goals may help you fulfill it. It's, it's not a task that you can, you know, check off and be done with it. You know, scratch it off your to-do list. It's a heaven-inspired vision. And you will not be at peace or even experience your greatest joy, I believe, and fulfillment unless you're building your vision. We are called to build the kingdom, are we not? To build God's church. And your personal vision will connect to that bigger vision. That's how that works. When people acknowledge this, when they say this, when they pray this, heaven will resource you. Hello. Today, uh, well, let me read this to you from Nehemiah and, and chapter 6 here. But let me just preface and say that this is, ta I'm taking it from the Message Bible to make it kind of sound, well, well, you'll hear it. Oh my God, don't let Tobiah and Sanballat get by with all the mischief they've done. And the same goes for the prophetess Noadiah and the other prophets who have been trying to undermine my confidence. Ah. It takes confidence, friend, to have vision. I'm gonna say that again. That's, that's, oh. It takes confidence to have vision. Clarity will get things started and confidence is what moves it forward. If confidence gets undermined, vision gets stalled, even in some cases abandoned. Vision, when you have opposition to vision, it, 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 well, I'll be honest with you, it comes in a lot of different forms and a lot of different ways. You take a look at this past year with COVID and all the opposition to furthering the kingdom uh, beside, I, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, I, you know, nothing's going to stop God with what he has planned and what he's doing. But to be able to join together, to be a part of a bigger vision, to be able to do what we feel this house has been called to do. Now, we've been doing things. We, we've been able to do a number of different things, but it's just not the satisfaction of being able to do what we know God has called the house to do. There's been opposition as far as coming together, as far as building his people, as far as connecting together, as far as reaching out to this community and, and so much more. However, I do want to thank you for what you have been doing. I don't want to discount that in any degree or form, but I look forward because there's still much to be done in this city. You know, I look at what, what's happening here with Nehemiah and, I, and the scenario and situation that he's walking through with Tobiah and Sandabit, Sa Sandibo, <laughs> Sandy. Anyways, 
and this message has context for us as a church. As, as, as we gather around our church vision, it's going to be there. God's speaking to us, but there's going to be opposition. There'll be delays. There'll be disappointments. There's going to even be detours. But we remain confident. Plans do change. But visions stay the same. Can somebody say amen to that one? Plans do change, but vision stays the same. So I want to talk to us a little bit about vision oppositions. And, and let me just start out with this one first. The number one is that opposition to vision is a limiting view of yourself. What it produces, to be quite honest with you, is that we work in the church rather than on the church. <laughs> Can somebody say amen to that one? I mean, seriously, we work in the church rather than on the church. And there's a big difference, especially when, when we, we have a limiting view of ourselves. You know, you, you hear people say, who, me? I mean, that's a common reaction to the vision that God puts in a person's heart. Who, me? Nehemiah saw himself as a vision builder, even though he was in the role of a cupbearer. He didn't want to get stuck or hung up in, in, in feelings of inadequacy, questioning his, his competence, or, or, or limiting himself to the role of a cupbearer. I mean, that was his current condition. He, he wasn't going to limit himself to where he was at at that moment and time in history and look at what God's putting in his heart and the vision that he has and say, well, I just don't have the skills. I don't have the ability. I, who, me? Listen, I am the person. This is the place. Now is the time. I need you to say that with me. I am the person. This is the place. Now is the time. Because when God puts a vision in your heart, don't let where you grew up or the current position that you might be in, your, your financial setbacks or, or a feeling of low self-worth hinder the vision that God has put in your heart. I believe this morning someone, someone that, 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 that is, 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 is in this stream right now I, I can tell you is being held back by the poor view that you have of yourself. Your, your poor view has made you feel like you basically don't fit, that you are the one that is, 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 is enabled, incapable, that God can't use you because of all these limitations you've placed on yourself. But let me say it to you one more time. You are the one this is the place, and now is the time. You, you can't be a, a vision builder if you keep thinking like a cupbearer. You have to take on the thinking of a builder, of forward, of clarity. I, 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 I think about this. I'm a builder, not a barrier. I'm a builder, not a blunder. I'm a builder, not a blabber. I'm a builder, not a breaker. I'm a builder, 
not a burden. Oh, man. Mm, I'm a builder, not a barrier. I'm a builder, not a blunder. I'm a builder, not a blabber. I'm a builder, not a breaker. I'm a builder, not a burden. Amen. That's who you are. Let, let me get to this, this next point. As far as hindrances or oppositions, I should say, can be comforts and familiarity. It, it, let's face it. Uh, unfortunately, it, it is just easier and, and takes less faith to just stay where you're at. Ouch. But true. It, it's easier, takes a lot less faith to stay where you are. As far as vision and people who build vision, they forsake what is comfortable and familiar and enter what is uncomfortable and unfamiliar. It's called taking a risk. Look, confidence is, is not needed where there's no risk. No. Confidence is needed when there is no guarantee and the outcome is uncertain. Look, Nehemiah could not be absolutely 100% sure that this was going to work. But one thing was for sure. It, it wouldn't work if he stayed in the comfort and the familiarity of the palace. If you feel God is leading you, you, you still have to embrace the unknown, the uncertainty of vision building or building the vision. A number of years ago, I suffered an accident and I won't get into it, but it dislocated my elbow uh, to within five degrees of total separation. And as a result, I had to go through some physical therapy. Was it painful? Oh yeah, when they pulled that thing back into place, uh, I lost my man card that day. <laughs> I don't care how many drugs they give you as far as that's concerned. But afterwards, I had to begin to go through the physical therapy to work through the pain. And, and it's, it, you know, it came, became very clear that, that you had to keep moving toward that, 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 that envision of yourself as far as being fit and being whole and being able to use it again. And it's the same way in every other non-physical part of life as well. Look, working around pain and then through pain is a part of not giving up on your vision. Oh, hello. Let, let me go to the third opposition that comes our way many times, and that's called friendly fire. And I'll tell you one thing for sure. If you're going to build a vision, you are going to face criticism. The hardest criticism is the criticism of people that you expect to be on your side. As, as, I, as I read these following verses in Scripture, Understand that these voices were not enemy voices. They were considered to be friends. It says when Sambalot heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he became angry and was greatly incensed. He ridiculed the Jews. And in the presence of his associates and the army of Samaria, he said, what are the, those feeble Jews doing? Will they restore their wall? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they finish in a day? Can they bring the stones back to life from those heaps of rubble, burned as they are? 
Kabiah, the Amorite, who was at his side, said, What are they building? If even a fox climbed up on it, he would break down their wall of stones. Meanwhile, the people in Judea said, The strength of the laborers is, is giving out, and there is so much rubble that we cannot rebuild the wall. Interesting scenario with what's happening, what's going on. You know, uh, was, was there a reason for these guys to feel that way? Was it maybe jealousy that they had, that they, they were, or, or they were territorial in their, in their lives and, and seeing the, the Jews come in and do what they were doing? Were they intimidated maybe? I don't know. But angry, anger I should say, that this, they were angry at this vision that was calling for a change in their status quo. <laughs> Boy, there's, there's a message right there. They were angry in the vision in that it was calling for a change in the status quo. Maybe you know, it can be so many different things, but there's a, there's a shoe that drops right there for us. Because when it comes time for change, it, it's amazing how people oppose change. I mean, let's, let's try something. Why, why do you go to church? You tithe? <laughs> why are you so involved at church? That, why do you even care? That's the kind of criticism, excuse me, that's the kind of criticism that comes our way when you're building a vision. You know, I am not a philosophy quoter, but Aristotle said something that kind of sticks with me. He said, criticism is something you can avoid easily by saying nothing, doing nothing, and being nothing. <laughs> That's a strong statement. Uh, yeah, ran across this, I'll put it online sometime, but there was a sign in an office that read like this. This department requires no physical fitness program. Everyone gets enough exercise, jumping to conclusions, flying off the handle, running down the boss, knifing friends in the back, and dodging responsibilities and pushing their luck. <laughs> it's a neat little statement, but hey, criticism, friend, can be very discouraging. But it's not harmful unless it undermines your confidence. That's huge. What, what critics say can really be helpful as long as you don't lose your confidence. It's, it's my heart to hear criticism, but stay confident. In Hebrews chapter 10, it says this, cast not away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. See, the mistake that, that I've, I've made a lot of times is the fact that I could not meet everybody's expectations and still be the, the vision builder that God's called me to be. My goodness, I can't even cook a meal that everybody likes many times. And so you've got 75% to do, it doesn't matter. I mean, I can tell you very simply, you cannot be a vision builder God called you to be 
if you are assuming that you can meet everybody's expectation. Look, you can honor wisdom, okay? You can honor leaders' guidance. But if you're looking for peers and people to all support you, trust me, it isn't going to happen. I, I, I myself had to realize early on that I, I could not meet everybody's expectation. So, you know, there are people that are looking for their previous pastor. Well, whoever your previous pastor was, I'm, I'm not him. <laughs> That's for sure. He's probably taller and skinnier, but uh, I can guarantee you he wasn't better looking. But if you're looking for Benny Hinn, I'm not Benny Hinn. And, and if you're looking for T.D. Jakes, I'm not him either. I mean, I'm, I'm my concern is for those who are looking for Joyce Myers. Look, uh, that's, uh, you, you, there's, we need to talk. <laughs> but your family, your friends, won't all understand what God puts in your hearts. And, and I say that because your confidence will reward you. That the day you lose confidence, you stop being a vision builder. I want you to just say it with me again. In my heart, God has put a vision. In my heart, God has put a vision. Let me say it again this way, within these phrases. I'm a builder, not a barrier. I'm a builder, not a blunder. I'm a builder, not a blabber. I'm a builder, not a breaker. I'm a builder, not a burden. I believe it's time to change the definition of, of what many people would call success. Because the reality of that is, we need a definition that ushers in that, that God's presence so he can do what only he wants to do. Does he want to use the house for healing? That's up to him. We're, we're desiring for him to be him, to do what he desires to do. Is it to, to reach this group of people or to reach out in that direction or to grow disciples? And look, we're following God's heart. It's all about building his vision, the, a vision that he places in our hearts. And, and friend, we're, we're, we're a builder, not a barrier. We're a builder, not a blunder. We're a builder, not a blabber. We're a builder, not a breaker. We're a builder, not a burden. It's time to change whatever definition has been put on your life, on this house. How are we going to do that? Well, it's called by being a builder. Well, I don't know how to do that, Pastor. I Look, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He's the one that calls me. He's the one that places it in my heart. And it's he that, that works in me not only to desire that, but to do it. His word I have hid in my heart that I might not sin against him. Let me ask you this question this morning. What has robbed you of your vision, of your joy, of your peace? Have you been sitting around going, boy, I'll tell you what, I can't wait till COVID's over so we can just get back to normal like normal's the answer for us? I don't think so. I think it's the reality that God wants to move 
in us, through us, by us, right in the middle of all that which would come against us. I believe he wants to bring freshness and to renew us, to invade our space with his presence. That's what he desires to do, his presence. And, and, and let me just say this, if you don't know that relationship with him this morning, it's not about doing all the right things or changing everything about you, because it's not about you, it's about him. And all he asks us to do is to believe and to receive of what he's done and who he is. And so this morning, I trust that your heart, if God is pulling, if God, you, you know you can't do this life by yourself or of yourself, but you need that relationship with him, for him to come into your life, for him to save you, for him to be your Lord. And so this morning, Lord, I pray that in this part of this time of this service, that you would reach down into lives this morning and allow them to realize for such a time as this, to realize the clarity you've placed in their hearts, no matter where things have been, no matter where things have gone, your plan does not change. You have a way of working out what you work in. And I pray this morning that believers would rise up again and begin to understand what you're doing in their hearts and lives. To those who are listening right now and are saying yes in their hearts to that relationship with you. Lord, I just pray that they'll pray this prayer with us this morning. That prayer that simply says, Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Save me and be my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Look, if you prayed that prayer, we would love to be able to connect with you. Bottom line is, you need to tell somebody, you need to put an action with your choice. It's what establishes it. It's what breaks the chains, if you will, with it. So tell somebody in that room with you and there's nobody there, well then look us up there on the website and either email us or call us. We want to connect with you. We'd love to put stuff in your hand. That, that enables, that helps, that teaches you how to grow in him. I, I have no doubt the Holy Spirit can do it by himself, but I believe that God's given us these special gifts, if you will, to help you and enable you with that. It's like saying to the doctor, doctor, I believe in God and to heal me. And, and a doctor can believe right along with you, but he also has pills that God's enabled people to create and bring about that are going to help you with that. So, you know, bottom line, God's in it all. And we just want to encourage you and lift you up. But friend, I just want to tell you something right now more than anything else. I, I, I don't know about you, but I am so hungry for that time together with him. There's a song that we've had around amongst us when we gather together in, 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 in our services on Friday nights or on Sunday nights and it's, it's an old song that's just simply, it, during this time of renewing vision, I believe God is wanting to remind us of. It's very simply, and I hope you take the last few minutes to just worship during this time in his presence.
Let me speak this blessing over you, your family, your home this morning. And that is that in the name of Jesus Christ, I bless you with the promise of God, which are yes and amen. The Holy Spirit make you healthy and strong in body, mind and spirit to move in faith and expectancy. May God's angels be with you to protect you and to keep you. Be blessed with supernatural strength to turn your eyes from foolishness, worthless and evil things. Instead, may you behold the beauty of things that God has planned for you as you obey his word. I bless your ears to hear his uplifting and encouraging words and to shut out the demanding and the negative. May your feet walk in holiness and your steps be ordered of the Lord. May your hands be tender, helping hands to those in need, hands that bless. And may your heart be humble and receptive to one another and to the things of God and not to the world. May your mind be strong, disciplined, balanced, and faith-filled. God's grace be upon your home, that it may be a sanctuary of rest and renewal, a haven of peace, where sounds of joy and laughter grace its walls, where love and unconditional acceptance of one another is consistent. God give you success and prosperity in your business and place of labor. And may you acknowledge and obey the imperativeness of scripture concerning the tithe. God give you spiritual strength to overcome the evil one and avoid temptation. And may God's grace be upon you to fulfill your dreams and visions. May goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your long life. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. For I bless you in Jesus' name, amen.